Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Monday, the 5th of June. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined, not by Luke Moore, the Luke part of the Luke and Pete show, uh, but I'm joined by a man called Jordan. Jordan Midler from the excellent stack video game podcast um vgc a video game podcast <laughs> mr jordan midler welcome <laughs> to the show probably should have written that intro uh, instead of just pulling nah, it out of my bum it. hole for crying out loud um so jordan you are the host of the podcast um pretty much 99 percent of the time um i've think i've stepped in once and done a terrible job um how <laughs> long have you sort of worked in video games and why do they make you happy <laughs> well, first of all, I was told the look would be here, so that is, I'm gravely <laughs> disappointed because I speak to you every minute of I the know. day. Um, so I've, I've worked in uh, games for like 10 years at this point, which is ridiculous to say because it feels like five minutes ago, me and my daft wee friends were making um, FIFA pack opening videos, doing all that <laughs> shit, doing uh, the fucking screaming and shouting stuff. Nice. Um, to the So it's... It was a couple of years of doing that independently. Then I went and worked for BBC Scotland's um, BBC The Social, which I remember. Looking that. back, the, the Social is a bit of a strange, almost kind of classist name for something like that to come out the BBC. But it was essentially their talent farm for the next generation of ludicrously unfunny Scottish comedy. <laughs> but one of the producers was like, oh, "Okay, I quite fancy doing a games thing." And then I went to them and I was like, okay, I want to review games. Mm. No, I can't do that with the fucking BBC. We cannot get <laughs> an opinion. Only two people allowed opinions, and that's Mark Kermode and yeah. Mark <laughs> Kermode's friend. <laughs> so I literally sent them the Kermode and Mayo show, and I was like, well, why can't I do yeah. this? Like, they, these guys are, I'm, I wouldn't be an employee, but contractor anyway. Yeah. And then they were like, why don't you review two games per video so it's balanced? <laughs> I was like, what? what? How does that balance it out exactly? They're two different, absolutely... they're two different experiences. That is wild, isn't it? I, I like. I was listening to the news on uh, it was Radio Two yesterday, and um, there's some Formula E guy who got in trouble for saying stuff and doing stuff. I can't remember, but some bol- some <laughs> usual fucking story. Man gets fired for being a fucking dickhead, um, yeah. a, a, a weirdo, and. Um, the BBC did this beautiful mealy mouth and uh, he does the um, commentary for the Formula One here and he works and he does commentary on the Formula something on the BBC through a private company. And it's like, mate, he's on your fucking telly. Shut your fucking yeah. mouth. Bullshit. 
we got away with way more than we should have mm. um which was nice because only occasionally i would tweet something and then a producer would phone me and be like i can't tell you to take this down because you're not an employee <laughs> However, <laughs> I've got can you do me a I've favor? got a dangly contract that you might get in the yeah. future, and that is kind of how the BBC works. Is you're on these kind of long six month to two year kind of like weird um, kind of independent contractor um, contracts, and you never they dangle the, like the the pension, don't they? <laughs> they dangle the pension part, and you never quite get there. Um, but uh, but like so, looking at like your your kind of start at the BBC, um, was it like? old billy balance billy bbc balance that was a real kind of kind of pain in the bum when you're trying to have opinions on stuff yeah it was weird because the the pitch was always why don't you come in and just do the charlie brooker thing mm. like just get in get in your room mm. and just rant at the camera mm. about whatever the topic of the week was and i found that extremely easy because i used to be just a raging wee bastard about stuff like that and nowadays i just can't muster the energy because it's it's like it just it just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things but it used to be oh i hate loot boxes all that kind games of games have got better um, as well it's just the people who play yeah. them and present them that, that have got yeah it's, it's weird now that my job is mostly uh playing the best games released yeah i'm, I'm, I'm much more chill about things <laughs> it's weird that isn't um, it you don't have to play like you know weird eastern european games about you know truck driving and that yeah. Although they're quite so good. it would be yeah I, I mean those are totally fine mm. but it would be my producer my producer would be like oh there's a disney film out can you do a video about disney games and i would go and do that and it was fun and it was like a fun kind of writing exercise but eventually i was like i want to do actual like games media mm. stuff so let me review games mm. and then eventually they broke down to the point where i just had to show them all of these pr people are screaming at me to review stuff because they want the bbc access so we have the opportunity yeah and it didn't really come down to a problem of balance until the new consoles came out. So the PS5 and the Xbox Series right. X. And I said to them, oh, they're, they're sending them over. And they were like, eh. That, that sounds juicy. Because <laughs> they want one. Yeah, That's like- the thing. When your manager sort of sees sees a bit of consumer tech, some some <laughs> all the things that their kids want for Christmas, it feels a bit juicy and it feel, feels a bit naughty, doesn't it? Yeah, so they were like, uh, because the cumulative value is like a thousand pounds, we're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> and I just didn't reply to that email and then stopped t- telling them about yeah. it. So I just submitted the reviews and they were like, oh, so um, did they send those consoles to the BBC or to you? And I just didn't reply. Just, it went to so, my lockup. Went to, went to yeah. my lockup. <laughs> so they're sitting right there. And then towards the end of the BBC, I was already working with VGC on some freelance stuff. And Andy would occasionally give me the kind of wink and the nudge, mm. be like, dangling his, his non-pension we're, we're probably gonna hire you at some point <laughs> and then eventually i just had to be like right andy when is it happening can i please tell the bbc i am done yeah. um and that was february 2022 right. so, so like, it's a it, it's people who um listen to to laps luke and Pete Shaw, they're probably not possibly into as uh, gaming as, as much as uh, you know I, I talk about gaming all the time and i love gaming but i don't play quite as much as I, I should do but um i'm certainly a consumer of the culture and the games media around it a little bit more uh, than actually playing the fucking things because i hate myself <laughs> and um yeah there's like a, a i sort of get the sense that north of the border your con is it consylvania and the kind of like the, the what was that show that was like a it was like was it rab florence and stuff and, and like video guy video guy den and uh yeah. limmy like there seems to be up up north of the border the, the 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 kind of synergy between comedy and video games just seems just way more um way more like better <laughs> just it just yeah, seems way that tighter. was the thing 
Yeah, that was th- those specifically Consylvania video guide in. That was the kind of stuff that kept getting brought up when. I, so when I was in the BBC, I was like, right, we have the BBC Scotland channel mm. and um, a million hours of television to fill and nothing but s- repeats of fucking still game to fill it with. So can we like, can we have like a, a weird late night show? Like I, I was like, you know, all that crap on Channel 4 in the 90s yeah. that you would just turn in on bed, at like half 11 and stuff dinner, like that. And it was, there was a, there used to be, I can't, was, I think he now um, edits the Q magazine. What is his Nicholas or Alexander or something? Guy, long hair, uh, big mm. round glasses. He was in, uh, he used to do a show where he would, it was like 11, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning, all back to mine, I think it was called. And like bands, uh. like really shit bands would come on <laughs> and that they, you they'd do a quiz and they'd have an interview and they'd win a kebab. And it was very like post-pub television. Post-pub television doesn't exist anymore. It's just like, yeah. I, I, I've not turned on the television after a pub for such a long time um but from memory it's just those it used to be just those uh kind of time um games where a man a man or woman stands in front of a big vault uh and people spend five quid on on, on betting uh just the, guess, yeah, the, guess the word kind of and stuff. stuff like that so like it's kind of like it, it seemed to be like that there's no good post pub television anymore no i know and the argument was always well pe- when people get in from the pub they can just go on youtube and watch whatever they mm. want and i was like okay i understand that but Again, we had the time to fill. Yeah, and you've and got, you got. Just... I mean, just give up then. Just fucking give up then. Just, just yeah. don't have. Just close them down. Close down the telly. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a that was a weird experience when they when they launched that TV channel. They did like a big party in the Glasgow Science Centre, which is next to the BBC offices in Glasgow. Mm. And all everyone who's ever been in a Scottish comedy was there. Right, and they were like coming up to me and introducing themselves to me, and I genuinely had to stop myself, being like. No, I know, I know, I know who you are. Like, I know you're Navid from Still Game. Like, you're very nice, but this is strange. It just seems like, again, I, I do have this kind of like rose tinted kind of spectacles when it comes to like uh, um, Scotland. Like, it just, just people just seem a bit more willing to give people the time of day. You know what I mean? There's less arseholes mm. up there. It just is. <laughs> <laughs> well, dep- it depends where you go, but yeah, there is like the whole. The whole, I think it's a really tired expression, the whole people make Glasgow thing, but there is a, a general friendliness yeah. that when I go down to London, I do not experience. <laughs> I, I'm full of fear when I go down to <laughs> the, the it's like, smoke. But it's kind of like, um, it's it's more like, I, I was watching, uh, I went to see Coldplay uh, because it was my partner's brother's <laughs> 50, I think. Uh, yes, I mean, mm. I know that. I don't know why I had to go, I think. <laughs> um, but we went to uh, Coldplay because uh, that's where he's going and um, churches were, were in support. And I was just like, they're just better. Bands, Scottish yeah. bands are just bad. I love churches. I met I met them on a plane to Brazil. Did once. you? Um, wow. Well, specifically, the plane was from London to Madrid, and I walked past um, Doc, who's mm. the guy with the, the always wears a baseball mm. cap. He's mad into his games mm. as well, and I, I just looked at him like five times, and then I didn't want to do the whole thing of being like fucking. Oh, mate, are you? Are you? I, I just said to him quickly, I was like, "Excuse me, mate, are you?" Uh, you dock for churches. He was like, "I mate." I was like, "Oh, cool, big fan." Then as I walk further up, the other two are like right next to me, and I was like, "I can't do this no. again. I can't stop and say hello to them." So I just kind of like nodded and walked. Um, past. Friends with uh, dock from churches actually. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we already, we already know. Yeah, we, we, good yeah, pals. Yeah. But um, yeah, the uh, I, 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 aren't they like really big into hanging out with Hideo Kojima, uh, the the, oh, the, yeah. the guy who, who made Metal Gear Solid? Um, yeah, just just have they been involved in his video games before, or are they just kind of? 
of just one of like Hideo Kojima has a reputation of just pulling famous people into his orbit and using them for video yeah. games. But I don't think I've ever appeared on a, a, a Metal so Gear Solid game. So they did the title. They they didn't do Metal Gear stuff, but they did the title track for Death Stranding. Oh, of course. And, um, right, yes. I was listening to Ian Cook from Churches talk to Simon Parkin for his mm. show and just talking about how every time they're in Japan, Kojima treats them so well. Pete, you know this. You know the old like when a when a gaijin would go to uh, to wrestle in Japan mm. and they would have like the sponsors, like the rich fans that would take them yeah. about. That kind of seems like what Kojima does for churches. Just, uh, like it just puts them up in the best places <laughs> ever. It like gets them in. Link man. And, <laughs> yeah, it very much seems like they're going to do something for the the second game as well. That that's not that's not hot scoop. No. That'll be on all the fucking gaming websites in about an hour. <laughs> but I, if, if you kind of um, go back to your kind of formative years uh, in video games, it, it's it's a thing that um vgc um a video game podcast go and listen to it now um it's a podcast i love very much and i help out every now and again uh i um i very much love that um vgc is very much a video game podcast because um the younger members of the group um i.e you jordan cannot (laughs) wait to say how young you are on a podcast because every (laughs) fucking video game podcast there's always someone who's in their mid-20s or younger and they're always sort of going, well, I don't actually remember that uh, when uh, the N64 Mario came out because I yeah. am too young. And you're very much the too young guy of the podcast. You've got uh, other people, uh, Andy uh, and Chris on the podcast, who are, um, I think... I, Geriatric. I, I think they're both in their 40s and they all remember kind of the Amstrad CPC like I do. But um, you, you're the one who has to sort of go, hey, there are other people listening, by the way, and they're much younger than you. Absolute granddads. No, I just think it's time to let old things die, you know? <laughs> um, the the thing that really kind of, for the podcast, I was like, okay, when I used to listen to games podcasts when I was, like, th- kind of teens yeah. to early 20s, it would be guys 10 years, 20 years mm. older than me, and you would have to, like, pick references out and stuff like that, whereas I want the podcast to also be people that are listening to it while they're sitting playing yeah. games, while they're, like, u- uni students yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just as bad. As soon as we as soon as we start talking about the mid two thousands of like games coverage in magazines, I'm just sat there like I, I just want to listen to this stuff. <laughs> I want to hear all the horrible pub stories that they have from that era of the wild west of media. Oh yeah, and and like I think I joined radio after the good old corky days, and I think you joined games media well after the good old um, press trip corky well corky days. Let's let's face it. Um, yeah. It just seemed to be that that. Every time I've joined an organisation, and presumably the same, you know, just generationally, uh, you've joined the games media at a time where it's never been so um, quiet. It's never been so kind of like uh, dry. Nobody gets absolutely fucked up, misses their yeah. flight, uh, doesn't manage to see a video game, shits their pants. Like every story that comes out of Andy's mouth on the VGC podcast is just, yeah, and then we went to, I don't know, Tehran on a bloody Call of Duty press trip and some guy shat his pants and, and just yeah. it just seems horrible. <laughs> That's always the thing, like, the new generation always, like, the generations always have the story of the people that were in when they got in, and it just Aye. gets worse the further you get back. Like, I, I went to lunch with a, with someone ha- very high up in a, in a video game company in the UK who used to work on a, a magazine in the mid-90s, who was like, yeah, on deadline day, uh, our boss would just give us speed to, <laughs> to make sure the that we got, we got through it. He would just walk around everyone's desk and give us speed. <laughs> I was like, that, was that, that sounds fucking brilliant. That's the glory days. <laughs> now, now I'm just sitting here with my can of Lewis Hamilton branded monster Hamilton trying to get through monster. this. Get through this Diablo Four uh, content. Why did he need that? 
I mean, I, there's very few kind of sports people where you sort of go, haven't they got enough money? But to denigrate yourself and go for Monster as what as your energy, just make your own. As in the the, yeah. the boxing um, kind of guy, hasn't he got the tall Tyson guy? Fury. Yeah, Tyson yeah. Fury's got one, hasn't he? Yeah, it's make strange. Like I'm a, I'm a I'm a denizen of uh, sugar-free energy drinks, and when that's popped up, I was like, right, what what is the aroma of Lewis Hamilton <laughs> and I mean, it's totally not bad, but exactly. that's what I was hoping. I was like, is it that nice GTX. smell you get when you come out of a petrol station? <laughs> but it's, it's completely inoffensive. But yeah, the 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 whole, the press trips still happen. Like I was in San Francisco last week and almost shit myself. So it's very full yes, circle. Yeah, um, but you shit yourself because you were terribly unwell. You drank the I water was, or something. I was, I was listening to you hosting the podcast like on my knees in that hotel room. So, so sick. Like, and then six hours after that i had to host uh, on kind of funny so i was like this is that's a deeply dark experience I, listen to I saw, lovely christopher dring just talk about uh, sony in a very in a very calm way and i was like i'm dying i here. saw i saw mr Midison. Uh, who hosts that um the um the, uh, greg miller greg miller does greg yeah, miller greg yeah, miller, yeah he's, he's a usual host. huge name in, in the us and uh he was very complimentary about you guys on on the show because you you are fans of of the show you know what it is and mm. and, and that elevates i think when you when you have a guest um appearance um but I mean, what I like about that is you're just sweating and dying and shit. I can't remember any of it. (laughs) Like, I genuinely cannot. The last thing I remember is I was at the. I met Midas in the hotel in the morning and I went to the the bar and got like a a plastic cup of ice and was just sitting eating it. And I remember getting in the Uber to go to the studio. And then I remember the show finishing and just being like, I can't believe I made it. I cannot believe I made it through that. I watched like, I've watched clips of the show and seen gifts and stuff like that. I was like, I don't. None of this happened to me, um, and then I had to fly twelve hours home. It was absolutely fucking brutal. It's it's more brutal as well because you know this is all inside baseball, but it does make me giggle at that. Um, John, you you are the person who does the press trips at uh, VGC, yeah. um, and you live in Glasgow, and most of the press trips start in London. So you've got to fly down to yep. Glasgow, uh, down from Glasgow to Heathrow, and then start your journey. Effectively, that is, uh, and and you're a tall man, and you're not always in business. Yes. <laughs> No, um, thankfully, like they, they got. I had like a the the, the premium economy mm. seat or whatever, so I had some room, and there was a tiny, tiny wee old lady next to me, which is the jackpot when you're yes. flying because yeah, she yeah. takes up such an infinitesimally small amount of space. So I just kind of, I almost literally put my hands across my chest and was like, I'm just going to force myself into like a state of hibernation to get over. And it was it was that flight was totally fine. The flight back back to Glasgow sat on the runway for like forty minutes. And I was just like sweat draining from my <laughs> I mean, face. I mean, um, I mean, from like waiting, waiting on the uh, on the tarmac to go to Glasgow. You're like, just get it up there. What's what's going to happen no, in an no. hour? What's going? It's like I I feel like I could walk this. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't think I have any. Wait, that's not true. I have another one booked in like three weeks. But I'm not. I'm not doing one of the crazy LA trips right. that are happening the week people will be here in this. So that's. But all I mean, right. this is a good time for you to be on the Luke Picture uh, podcast because even if you don't play games, you will know uh, that um, uh, Taste of the Kingdom, the big um, Zelda game, came out uh, last month. Uh, we've had Street Fighter Six, Diablo. Oh, Diablo 4, four. Um, never played a Diablo game and uh, there's another one as well the new Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy is out before, the, before yep. the end of the month and then um, further afield Starfield in uh, sort of September so it really is like the summer of games John yeah it's the, the pandemic kind of snapped back mm. and all these games that were supposed to be spread out more like in what in what world does Diablo 4 and Street Fighter 6 launch in the same yeah. day if there's not some massive kind of like choke point 
um yeah it's exciting it makes my job harder pretty difficult because i end up covering all of them because you do because <laughs> you don't just do reviews you also do guides which is you play through yeah. the entirety of a game and film it put it on tiktok put it on socials or whatever and um that, that's that's a lot I, I could never do that job because i'm just not very good at games jordan how do they help is there so, did dev- developers help you do you get cheat codes and stuff no, um, the, the, the the darkest period of that was reviewing Elden Ring, right. which for people that aren't all fair with that is a very difficult game that came out um, last year from uh, from software. They're famous for the difficult mm. games, games like Bloodborne and stuff like that. Um, and we had to review it in a week with absolutely no help, which is an experience I wouldn't wish on anyone <laughs> and totally against the whole purpose of playing those games. You're meant to explore and get better, whereas it's just... 30 journalists all texting each other being like what the fuck are we supposed to do next um so it's it's weird i talk about this how my reviews aren't reflective of a normal person playing the game and getting an opinion on it because it's just impossible to review it from that lens because you would have to play it across six months it's meant to just be a you're you're sitting there today for example and you're you're hearing people talk about diablo you're just meant to look at it and go oh that sounds that sounds like a bit of me but it's it's kind of there's a bit of responsibility about it now because games are so ludicrously expensive mm. that I feel kind of duty bound not to waste people's money. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're sneaking up to the 70s and 80s, aren't they? That's proper like back in the day. That was like Neo Geo kind of like proper Japanese import level. <laughs> I wasn't alive. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, John, I wasn't alive John, at that point. <laughs> John's mum and dad were just making eyes at each other across a bar. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> right. On that stinking bombshell uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with some emails oh nice if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're back with Luca Piccio. I'm joined by John Midler from uh, the VGC, a podcast, a very, very good um, uh, video game podcast uh, that you should listen to. We make it. We do it. We make it happen. Uh, we had uh, Jeff Keighley uh, on the show uh, last week. Yeah, the, the big, big man. man. Who is about as well known as a video game man can be. There will be potentially tens of millions of eyes on that man in about a week's mm. time. No wonder Andy didn't let me speak to him. He was like, I'm going to silo this off so you can't say something ridiculous <laughs> to him on a live mic. Andy, uh, Andy, who uh, is the um, is he, he's the CEO, isn't he? He's the owner of... Editor-in-chief, owner, Editor-in-chief, big yeah, boss big man, guy, big guy. West Ham season ticket hand. Yeah, holder. so he's got obviously the um, match of the century uh, later on this week, which is uh, very exciting, and uh, he spent a lot of time worrying about his tickets. I, I am praying that they fucking win man i can't tell you how much worse my life will be how, how much like that would make or break if summer game fest covering it for me as good yeah. if he's in a fucking good mood if they've won because it's just he's flying straight from the final to la yeah, he's, like he's he's a going, is he going prague london london la i mean oh, good god good god um all right let's kick into some uh, emails um uh, i think la- last week we um uh, we delighted um Anthony richardson from um sports horn uh, with some terrible uh, battery brands but we don't have to do them this time round uh, we've got some emails i'm going to uh, scroll down to um let's have a sort of you know game adjacent email hi look at pete this is from leo i was just listening to the episode where you talked about dungeons and dragons firstly the film is great and i could very much get behind a D cinematic universe have you seen the film jordan no, I don't. I, I always say this. I don't watch films. No, I don't like good. films. Like I, I'm just anti. Well, that, that was They're that so was like boring. the plan for the podcast. I was like, like, there's a lot of like video game podcasts that I regard as video game podcasts, and they just clatter on about fucking Marvel, and I just don't yeah. care. I, I, yeah, I just, I'm not. Into I want it. my pure. Sp- legal speed that is the video game <laughs> um, second uh, first of them is great and secondly I've played D&D regularly for the last decade and although I consider myself a casual player I still have to remind, be reminded of some rules I'm happy to provide my two cents to your discussion so D&D does have a pretty hefty rule book that guides pretty much every interaction you could have basically for anything you want to do at the dungeon master um, sorry steady basically for anything you want to do the dungeon master will decide if it requires a roll of a 20-sided die Uh, other dice are used but that is the most common the more difficult the feat the more likely it requires a higher roll that's something i remember for when i did my couple of bits of uh, role playing back in the day uh, Mm. and it was very much um all right there's a big i'm on a high pedestal i can't get down all right i'll try and fly it was going well technically you're an armadillo you can't fly and i go i'll roll let me roll. So there's a chance, but it's a small chance that you start uh, amazingly flying. Um, uh, for example, climbing a ladder would need an athletics check and a relatively low roll, while climbing a building may need a higher athletics roll or even multiple rolls. Alternately, alternatively, um, telling a lie would require a deception check. In this case, uh, the player in the dungeon master roll a d20. If the player rolls higher than the character, uh, the character believes uh, the lie uh, isn't sure or doesn't believe it. It's very like... Um, 
if you've ever played kind of um uh i'm trying to think of video games that have the kind of mass effect kind like of, fallout, yeah, fallout Skyrim, yeah. that kind of stuff. if you've not got enough like deception points they go yeah. oh, fuck off i mean it all comes back to dungeons and dragons like all of these rpgs Massively. are just based on the the first kind of rule book from that i've only ever played D once in in my mm. life and Same i way. it was a really hot day so we sat out my friend's back garden and he had planned this wonderful campaign and it just we were, we're all like descend. we're all like theater kids we're all ex-theater kids so it just became like improv we're all doing bits with each other <laughs> and i noticed quite quite quickly i had drank um 12 cans of strongbow dark fruits. oh the lewis hamilton uh, strongbow dark fruits, yeah so you <laughs> yeah. so you you were drunk basically you couldn't continue i was i wasn't just drunk i was cider drunk yeah. which is when the sugar hits you yeah. and just the weight of all that liquid and i was only down the street from where uh, my mum and dad live and i was staying there that mm. night that walk should take 30 seconds it felt like it took an hour <laughs> and after that i was like dungeons and dragons is great i love <laughs> this great. let me do this every let, week as an excuse let me dr- let me drink it do you um, mean play it it's a game <laughs> i don't know i think we got through like the first scene of the campaign and i said to my friend i was like how much had you planned and he was like so much more than that <laughs> you guys just wouldn't stop fucking talking oh, and going way off no. piece i think we rolled the dice about three times <laughs> in five hours or something like that what it's a magical. shame well uh, leo goes on and says as for the uh, dungeon master uh, they can either make or break a campaign a good dungeon master would thrive off pete's whimsy and use it to help shape the story i think demanding to fly as a character who couldn't fly uh, would 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 probably upset uh, any um, you know normal dungeon master. Uh, whereas a, a dungeon master who wants to stick stick to the set stories tends to make a less enjoyable campaign. Uh, a huge shout out to our DM Joe, although she's uh, planned a set goal and story points along the way. How we get there and how long it takes to get there is down to us. She goes without whimsy, which makes for a more free flowing, flowing and enjoyable game. All the best, Leo Lincoln in UK. Um, yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, I like people giving props to friends who provide an amazing kind of framework for something like this to uh yeah. flourish it's nice it's always it's always very uh, it's always very impressive when people can actually say that like i have ideas for stuff like that and then i sit down to do it and i'm like i just can't i just don't have the the, the mental energy all i all i do is either work or take my dog out and that is that's pretty much you must relate to this i mean oh it's how a bit is like, sammy uh, he's, he's fine he's uh he's around the corner we went down to the uh to, to the old town and uh and bought a, bought a little sandwich but he um <laughs> but i think with like with stuff like the job that you do and, and to a less extent probably the job that i do like i'm work short to show like anything overarching and more in the future than a couple of weeks i find it very difficult and so yeah. any job gets done you know pretty close to when it needs to be delivered and i like it that way <laughs> you just you just have to like it, it get especially when review embargoes are kind of like creeping up on yeah. each other you just have to do the next thing the next thing the next yeah. thing and then literally all i do is i'll put up a review take the the hour after that to go and walk leia the dog and then it's back to it's on to the next thing like the, the days that i actually take time to do nothing are a huge yeah, rarity, which is <laughs> which is it's weird because it's like it's like 22 degrees up in scotland and I'm, i've actually been taking the time to go out oh, with me. the dogs go on nice walks and things like yeah. that so. I've, I've got a hot leg i drove um for a long <laughs> time uh to go and see coldplay annoyingly and uh mm. um let's try but um but i I, I've come back and my leg is a bit hot, and I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> got a just like a strain or something. Leg. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it just feels hot in the back. And Jordan, that's what you got to look forward to when you're 42 like me. Uh, go on. Uh, I wouldn't make it to that. <laughs> Not drinking that Lewis Hamilton energy drink. Uh, I nearly died the other day. Yeah, can you shit yourself inside out. 
No, no. I, I, I nearly died because um, my, my friend's dog jump into some uh, water and i had to go in and save oh, it oh god and that, that could that could have been the end of me hey look while she just I... she just stood on the bank <laughs> watching me try, coming in in slow motion after me while i'm up to my neck good god with sunglasses on and my hat grabbed it so the, the dog's like a, a boxer american bulldog like mix yeah she's massive she's an absolute tank not an amazing like swimmer you imagine so she was fine the first time and then she went out slightly too deep right. and then suddenly the arms were in the air oh, like she was just like no. sh- she was like clearly struggling and then after two seconds of that i was like okay wade into the water as if i'm going to my doom what a hero and then if it, we were she was like an inch from being able to stand there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was like no imminent threat but you know when dogs get scared it's like the end of the world yeah. so um then i just had to be dripping wet for the rest of well, the walk this happened five minutes into well, the, the narrative walk. of uh the looking picture a few months ago was that i literally nearly drowned i was pulled out of the sea by uh by a um lifeguard you know when i was on holiday <laughs> in st lucia so you were my um uh, you were my lifeguard. Yeah, I would have pulled you out of the sea. It was a weird thing though, because I hadn't I hadn't swam in like ten years, and then after <laughs> when I came back to the shore, like my friend was very thankful and stuff like that. Obviously, because her fucking dog hadn't died, and I just had to. I was just sitting there like, that was a bit scary. That could have that could have went a bit, <laughs> stuck, went a bit sideways. <laughs> and then we had we just went on a nice walk after that, while I had like some of Locke's sample like in my pockets <laughs> and wet. like. Old flick knives and lugers in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right, we'll round off with one uh, very, very quick uh, uh, email. Um, Rob, uh, morning, fellas. Quick one. Uh, adding to a long-running trope of classic dad behaviour, doubled up with sexy car mags, cars and boobs, um, discussed a few weeks ago. My, uh, me and a friend uh, did something similar to the, what the previous emailer did, and we used to talk really loudly in the WH Smith queue about various car-based technical concepts in the hope we'd look like serious car buffs and not just 14-year-olds with raging hormones this is clearly a futile <laughs> effort i don't remember car magazines necessarily being full of absolute grot i would have gone for like bizarre magazine or something to, like pretend yeah. i was a real horror nerd or something you used to get a wee bit uh you used to get a wee bit of stuff in the back of some gaming magazines Did like yeah some, oh that rings some, a bell yeah yeah it wasn't the official playstation magazine but yeah. the ones that were like the unofficial guide to the PS2. You would occasionally get one of those. <laughs> here's a here's a here's a titty wallpaper for your mobile phone. Nice. And I was I was looked at that when I was like ten. I was like, oh, this is this what, is extreme. This is, this is extreme stuff. What was your first um? What was your first um? Phone wallpaper? Can you remember? Oh. Was that a big deal when you were you were a Ben? Because that that was obviously you know I was well into my twenties when we were doing phone wallpapers. So as far as wallpaper, I don't remember, but I do remember the first ringtone that I ever paid money for right. was yeah, nice. in the club. By the club, was it like a full polyphonic or, or, or sample, or was it just? I think it was just like the first bit. It was like lovely. I don't think I had any lyrics or anything like that. It was just that bit over and over again, and that was. So I only had like two generations of mobile phone before I had like an actual iPhone. So I didn't get the the whole when people are like remember this nokia that wouldn't break yeah. it's like shut up boomer yeah and and i would always go for like the weird ones that weren't really supported that have like <laughs> wap integration in like the fucking 2002 are you a big really android man whap. are you one of these like jailbreaking weirdos or stuff nah, or something i mean like i switched over to one of those folding samsung folds and uh, mm. uh and uh, i mean never be an early adopter with anything i mean that's always always the way to go but i've always been iphone i've switched quite late to that and i just the the, the 
front screen is too smart to tape on, uh, and you feel like an absolute dickhead unfolding it. So uh, it's, yeah. it's good stuff. I, I, I've had the, I've just had iPhones, and I have thirty five thousand photos for the past like. 10 years of my life so at this point it's like i'm, I'm never going to transfer over because it has this digital yeah. footprint this has more information about me than my actual body does at this well, point I was, so. when i was watching uh Coldplay, every everyone is just um is just taking pictures everyone's just taking pictures yeah. i think the, i think the beastie boys might have tried this they gave out a load of um kind of like you know mobile kind of shitty video camera sort of things and uh and and fi- basically they filmed um they filmed all of uh you know and filmed different parts of it and they switched from video to video um as they were doing their game um but i just i'd just love to be able to crowdsource like grab all of this data all of this uh location and picture data that everyone was taking and just do like a matrix style fucking 3d extravaganza because every fucker was taking pictures of coldplay yeah i mean i don't know what they were expecting to do with them but everyone had the same fucking pictures and video of uh, uh of coldplay anyway uh, back in uh, on the man who's uh, buying grot. Um, uh, when I got my magazines home uh, about the cars and the boobies, uh, I'd feed them into my pile of Top Gear magazines, which, as they were a BBC product and had nothing untoward in them, uh, allowed me to sneak my booby mags into the normal rotation and do with them what I would. I get the feeling that um, if you were forced to review a boob, Jordan, uh, on BBC, you'd have to review lefty and righty at the same time yeah. for balance. We have, to, we have to provide balance. Oh, no, the BBC hated it. Any references to the to the anatomy? Oh not no! Allowed. I mean, probably <laughs> because all, every boob is 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 you know different to to, to, to their partners partners boobs, I suppose. Yeah, uh, a partners boob. Um, lefty is always different to righty, and they probably don't like the uh, lack of balance, so to speak. Anyway, uh, but to my <laughs> horror, one Sunday morning, my mother accidentally noticed a picture of a scantily clad lady lying across a Subaru, and suddenly my booby-based plan fell apart. My dad was summoned, and it and took it upon himself to inspect the magazine to ensure they were suitable for me. He took a large pile of them into the spare room and I was told not to disturb him. Oh, the thought God. of what he did in there still sends shivers down my spine, but I do respect his game. My unsuspecting mother was none the wiser. Great dad action, taking any opportunities in the mid noughties to get some booby action. Uh, Rob, wonderful. Just really, really good stuff. Thanks for sharing that, <laughs> Thanks for sharing that Rob. We all, we've all got an image of your dad doing what comes naturally to a dad with access to pictures of uh, the Boobaloos. I remember uh, my dad found a floppy disk from uh, an Amiga. I'd inherited a load of um, like nobody bought games back in the day. It was all just fucking yeah, yeah. shit. Uh, and I, um, apart from one game, Monkey Island 2, because uh, I had 11 fucking discs <laughs> and, and it was just unworkable. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, one of the uh, discs that was um, that I'd inherited just said safe sex on it. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't have anything grotty on it. Or if it did, I couldn't access it. Uh, and, and I remember having a, a, a a, a, a terse conversation with uh, uh, a stern conversation with uh, my mum and dad about that and I'm like I, I, put it in the fucking machine if you think it's that fucking <laughs> if it's that fucking powerful put it in the machine good god yeah. never mind this has been the <laughs> The John Midler and Pete Donaldson show, the Luke Pete show, uh, for another uh, Monday. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. I think we've got uh, Mark Davison from Sports on on the show. We're sort of going around the brands a little bit. Um, uh, and, and, and synergy. Synergy. It's a corporate synergy. synergy. And um, yeah, if you are up for a bit of video game stuff, I cannot recommend the show enough. It's a lot of fun. It's basically a football ramble about video games, you know, just just the business of video games, the people who make them, and stuff. Um, VGC, a video game podcast. Uh, have a listen wherever you get your podcast. Jordan, where can people find you on the socials? 
you can find me everywhere at Jordan Midler. It's, it's just my name. That's the thing about having a unique name. You get your handle absolutely everywhere. It's Jordan, yeah. M-I-D-D-L-E-R. Um, find me chatting shite about Diablo 4 for the next uh, foreseeable future. <laughs> I, and and uh, I think there's something going wrong with uh, with, with Twitter. Because if you visit people's um, profile, it literally says Jordan Midler hasn't tweeted. I think uh, oh, just, I they're just... <laughs> I have tweeted. I have tweeted twenty six point nine thousand times according to <laughs> according to Twitter. That's good stuff. The um uh, and I would I would sort of say that uh, if you are ever called Pete Donaldson, you do get a lot of tweets for uh, Pete Davidson, uh, the uh, SNL mm-hmm. guy. Um, so a lot of a lot of fun can be had like that. Uh, right, uh, we'll be back on uh, Thursday. In the meantime, if you've got any uh, battery brands, if you've got any silly stories, if you've um, witnessed a, a locked door and a masturbating dad, uh, do drop us a line. Hello at LugaPeachShow.com. Uh, we'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.